0: I started when I was a baby, like an infant, like I don't know exactly how old I was, but my mom has photos of me when she took them of like half my hair like gone and everything, and I didn't even know it was like a name of it until recently. But I've pulled like my whole life, but actually I'm in recovery, so been two years, three months on that.
1: When you were a baby and you pulled, did how did your mom react? Uh, they didn't know what that was
0: either. They just said I, I'm like hurting myself and basically said it was a phase they thought I was gonna get out of it but I didn't they ended up taking me to like doctors to see like if anything would help but everybody said it's not a real thing so like they're just pushing it aside and saying oh she's gonna grow out of it she's gonna grow out of it but eventually I didn't Mm
1: -hmm. and we
0: know it's never you're never gonna grow out of it
1: yeah I feel like a lot of times it was oh it's a bad habit it's about ba- wait a minute. No, it's not. It's affecting mm-hmm. my daily life. How yeah. did it feel for you going, you know, going to the doctors kind of looking for help and they're, they dismiss it.
0: Kind of sad. Cause you know, you never hear anybody talking about it and it's like, you want somebody to help you, but nobody understands what's going on unless you're in the head. Like if you're not suffering from it, you're not going to, no one's going to mm-hmm. know how to help you unless those are actually either are learning it experience it or actually have it themselves because they have a perspective that other people normally don't have
1: when you were growing up and pulling where exactly did you pull from
0: Scalp polar like i would pull like the whole entire like crown of my head and everything uneven parts growing up be bullied for it having to have my hair cut short being called names such as, like, oh, she got cancer, or they'd be calling me, like, because I had short hair, they'd call me, ask me if I was lesbian, or they would joke about that, treat me like garbage because of that. And, like, they wouldn't understand, so they would just assume, like, something weird's going on, so they just spread rumors and stuff about it. So I ended up having that, like, my whole entire life.
1: There's a lot of pressure being a kid. To try to fit in um, and having something so kind of visible to everybody that stands mm-hmm. out. That was like my worst fear. Like I, I would pull the night, like at night I would pull even more. And then I would like cry because I'm thinking, Oh great. I got to go to school the next day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't want to. Did you ever have any teachers maybe try to talk to you about it or other kids who weren't mean, like maybe more compassionate?
0: Actually, no, because like, I really didn't have no friends or classmates in school because I get, well, I was considered a teacher's pet, so like, nobody wanted to hang around me and stuff like that, but not really I had nobody until mm-hmm. like I grew up and like got out of high school and started learning about this on my own.
1: When you did start learning about the name, you know, Trichotillomania, how did you find out what it was? And then how did it make you feel knowing that there's a name for this?
0: i actually saw the tlc uh episode of my strange addiction Mm -hmm. and it was on there that's how i found out about it and i'm like oh this has a name for it and then that's why i started like researching and then i'm like oh that's -hmm. where all the problem was for my whole entire life
1: did it feel good knowing that there was a name for it or was it like kind of discouraging
0: it was it was really encouraging knowing there's a name for it because it means that there's more than one person. Because, like, growing up, I thought I was the only one that had it. And as you get older and you see, like, media and talk to other people, you know you're not the only one that has it. So, like, knowing that means that I'm not suffering alone. And I know there's, like, people doing research about it so they can understand this more. Because we're all, even if we have it for, like, our whole entire life, we're still learning about it every single day. There's mm-hmm. so much science and everything that's coming out about it. So every day is like a new adventure we're learning with trick.
1: Yeah, because when I was first diagnosed, they thought it was self-harm. So they put mm-hmm. it in the same realm as like cutting and things. Yep. And then it was then it was like, oh, no, it's actually OCD. And they're like, wait, mm-hmm. no. And so now finally it's its yep. own thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, did you feel the same way? You were like, wait, what? You know, it keeps kind of changing. Yep.
0: Yep, exactly. Like, I'm like, it's one thing, it's another thing. And, it's, and people, like, link trick and self-harm together when they're not even really the same thing. They think it's the same thing because you're, like, harming yourself. But it's more mentality than it is physical.
1: Did you notice if, you know, your trick will come and wait? So I know that you're two years and three months in recovery mm-hmm. right now. Prior to that, did you have moments where you stopped pulling for a while or at least pulled a little less than normal?
0: Yeah. Um, actually when I was, cause I'm a non-traditional student, I'm still trying to finish my college degree. It's, it's been a long time, but I went to school in Ohio for a few months. Cause I wanted to finish some studies out there and I was away from the toxic household that I live in. And I was over there. I was pull free for seven months had my hair came back. Like it was amazing. That's how I, well, I got my first tattoo over there, actually, that one. That was my Mm -hmm. first tattoo, the trick one. And then I came home, and then, like, it reversed, and it went back to pull, and then it got – that was the worst it's been. And then in 2018, I lost my dog, my childhood pet, and, like, that made me pull even more. And then I just continued pulling until I decided enough was enough.
1: Are there other places that could be triggered for you to you know
0: you'll want to pull more work Mm
1: -hmm. i work retail and
0: it's challenging i should say i've been there march will be seven years i've been in my job and like i would pull in the bathroom if i wasn't around anybody i would pull like so nobody would see if i got really to the point where i was anxious my anxiety or panic attack I would just go in the bathroom just like pull 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 and Mm -hmm. then I'd have to come back and deal with either the guilt or having customers or coworkers laugh and stare at me and be like what the hell's going on
1: how do you start to speak nice nicely to yourself
0: I start it's hard to speak nice to yourself because like if you've been doing this for a long time you are in a mindset where you can't talk positively or nice to yourself but what I've done was I like write down like positive words and tell myself every day positive things I liked about myself or positive things about my hair and that slowly helped with getting people into my life that understood because I needed that support system Mm -hmm. because growing up like my mom and my family when they saw me doing that they would call me like a disgrace, disgusting, embarrassment. I was rated with guilt when my hair was so bad. I, they, she'd take me to a salon and I, they like ridiculed me. They judged me. They laughed at me. They made me feel an embarrassment. So I have a fear salons. So I will never go back to one because of that. And like I've just learned to accept it and learn that. It's going to be part of me no matter what, but there's ways I can help myself so I can better myself and not worry about the repercussions that I possibly can have from mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah, so I don't know what it is about, I think we're similar in age, where I also, by adults, was like shamed out of it. I feel like that's like a generational thing, like maybe their parents shamed that you know shamed things out of them. It doesn't work. It really just hurt your feelings. So tell me, when did you first meet someone with trick?
0: Actually, like, when I started my recovery, I really didn't know anybody that had trick. But I found out from people I went to high school with, there was somebody that we went to school with that I never really talked to who actually suffers from trick. So I messaged her on Facebook and like me and her talk like every single day. She's had it pretty much as long as I did. But, like, she's, like, she wears wigs because, like, hers is, like, completely, like, out. Mm-hmm. But she, me and her message every day, like, I didn't even know it was a thing. And, like, I didn't know other people I knew had it until I made it. I actually made a Facebook post saying I wanted to end, stop it. I was sick of it, sick of the way my life was because of it. And then everybody was tagging her in it. And then that's when I messaged her. And then that's when me and her started talking about it. And I'm, like. I didn't even know that, like, it's so close to home yet, you never know, because people are so ashamed to even bring it up.
1: I noticed that when I first started talking about it, I would get the same thing of like, oh, I do it, or my cousin does it, my sister does it. It's so much more common. I know it says it's pretty common on the internet, you know, like Mm -hmm. one in 20 people. Yeah. Imagine if the people who actually had it really spoke up. I feel like almost everybody Mm -hmm. has experienced some sort of BFRB.
0: Oh, I know. Especially the fact, like, during school and stuff, I know, I don't know if you had it with your classmates and stuff, but if things are stressful, they'll be like, oh, I'm so stressed, I'm going to pull my hair, I want to pull my hair out. And, like, we actually do that, so it's kind of like an insult to us, because we actually do that, and we say that. People are like, no, you're not going to actually do that, but we actually do that, and they're like, "You did it. Mm
1: -hmm. When you made that Facebook post, tell me kind of the thoughts behind that. That was your first, like, public Kind of announcement, right, about
0: trick? Yeah, it was. It was was, honestly like I did the tattoo post a few years ago, but nobody understood what it was, so like I just let it let slide. But yeah, the post, I actually did the post on my lunch break in my best friend's car. I wrote it, and I'm just like, I'm sick of it. Like I started crying and everything. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. And she's like, Oh, I'll be there. I'll help you and i just got nothing but positive feedback i got so many people messaging me asking me if i'm doing okay and keep uh well because i have the you know i have the uh the tiktok and the instagram too that i mm-hmm. document my life on for the recovery and i share the post on the fa- on facebook so like my friends that don't have tiktok or instagram can actually see the post and stuff and there's mm-hmm. so many positive encouraging words from everybody like there's people that i'm are sharing and people are talking about it like i even got people that i'm not even friends with on facebook that are feeling and saying, going to my messages and like talking about how uh the recovery is and like how good is it, good is it and everything
1: the conversation behind like is social media bad right there's like good sides and bad sides but like that is an example of the best side ever mm-hmm. to be able to share because like like you i'm not sharing stuff i'm getting picked on at school about it people are being mean about it if i had the internet like we do now i could have met my community earlier Mm -hmm. that's fantastic it's so it's just so nice to be able to have that support from people who get it and even if they don't get it they're still supportive and nice about it Mm -hmm. um so tell me about the tattoo the first tattoo the ribbon what was the thought process tell me everything so that was I got that
0: in June of 2017 when I was three months recovery. Cause I thought, okay, cool. I'm three months. I can do this. I got it on my right wrist because it's the one where I mostly would pull from. Cause I wouldn't do the side; I'd pull mostly from the side and like, I would like, go all over and stuff, but it's to symbolize. Like if I look at it, I can believe that I can stop it and it's blue and green, obviously for the tri- the BFRB ribbon colors mm-hmm. so I did it like the infinity symbol like it's always going to be a part of me but to believe that I can recover from it and actually like both my arms on my whole like arms here and here are trick related they're like body positive be like positive feeling and everything and I know you saw the other tattoo that I had right the two year mm-hmm. one that one, mm-hmm. that one got the most comments out of like everything like Ever, that's like out of all my trick tattoos, I think that one's the most popular one that I have.
1: All of the tattoos are great. That one, it's it's just to see it on you, like and you're celebrating something. It does bring out emotion because it's just like, mm-hmm. heck yeah! Like this yeah. is so so awesome. So yeah, tell us go through the all the trick tattoos. I mean, I know, I know, but for the people <laughs> listening,
0: no, that's true.
1: <laughs> so I have the wrist
0: the one that we know about. I have. Molecule it says don't panic, so that will calm my anxiety down. And the colors are it's a watercolor, so it's red, yellow, and orange, symbolizing like warmth and happiness. I got this one here, it says strength grows from weakness, and it's a phoenix coming from the right rising from the ashes. I have this one that's says, still growing, like I'm not done, I'm not perfect, but I'm still learning from all my re- mistakes. In, I'm learning how to be myself after having like a rough childhood with like trick and all that. I have this one. It's a snake with a anchor and it's like the anchor is like trying to sink me down, but the snake is trying to rise up from it. And then the other one as most people know is my two year trick recovery one. And it's got the, um, it's got like my hair hold, held by my hands is like a chain and it's breaking apart seeing them symbolizing breaking apart from breaking apart from trick is that like puts a hold on you in your whole your life.
1: I love it. That's amazing. I have my book title, but if anyone asks, you know, it has trick in it, of course. Yeah. But if anyone asks what it's about, I'm like, well, here's my whole life about, <laughs> about tricks. So, like I'm, I'm constantly talking about it. And I, I at first would get nervous because someone's like, Oh, what's, what does your tattoo mean? And I'm sure you're getting the same thing. And I'm like, okay, do I, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I should tell them, I'm telling them. So now I'm telling strangers. Oh yeah. So I have triple mania. Do you get the same thing? What
0: happens? Like every time I post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, everybody's like, what's that for? And then I explain it for them. And then I get another group audience group that I've never expected seen before in, into the discussion as well.
1: Were you kind of nervous about sharing with people who are just asking out of the blue?
0: I was nervous at first because people, you know, people are quick to judge and it takes courage to like come out with something like that. So I was afraid like things are going to happen like, oh, you're going to, you're going to talk about that. But like, what is it? And, oh, you shouldn't do that. But I just accept it now because it is who I am.
1: So let's talk about this two year and three months. (laughs) Tell me everything. Well, when I first started.
0: I did that Facebook post, of course. And then, I was like I said, I was with my best friend in her car. And she said, we're going to get through this together. It's going to be one day at a time. So I had her in my corner. And then I had another few people that I went to high school with that didn't understand what I was going through. But they were supporting me. And the first couple days, I was having the urges. Because, you know, the urges are what kills you. So I thought I would do a rubber band. And, like, if I wanted the urges, I would snap it. But it didn't. I mean, it kind of worked, but kind of didn't. But also my coworkers like to snap it. They're like, oh, this is fun. Just snap the band. So, Mm that's, like, I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. But I do use a counter on my phone called I Am Sober. And I know a lot of people always ask me that's the main one I use. I even have, like, the tracker on, like, my home screen on my phone So like, I can keep notice of it every day, but mm-hmm. other than that, I did that, and then I'm like, "How am I going to keep myself accountable?" Because like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I've done it before, but so much has changed in the past couple years. So then that's when I started the uh, Instagram, and I slowly started documenting it, and then that's where I started getting like the ba- the fan base, as you would say, and I would get so many people in my DMs be like. Hey, I didn't know you suffer from this too. I have this too. Like I I've always had Somebody I know has this. Any advice? Like I'm like I've had my uh messages in my Instagram. So many people are like, "Oh, you're an inspiration. I wish I could be like you one day." And how do you do it? And I've had so many people I message every single day talk to about how to re- recover, how to like lessen pulling. One of my good my new best friends, I've known her almost three years since I started this recovery. She lives in Chicago, and she found my face my Instagram page too. and she's like, "Oh, I suffer from trick too. and me and her are talking about now me and her are best friends now too. So like oh. if I have if I have any issues because like my best friends here at home, they understand, but they don't go through it so they don't know what it is. but she does like if I'm gonna have like a, a relapse or urge, I message her and she knows exactly what to do because, like I said, my other friends don't know how, like, to deal with that. I mean, my one my one best friend, though, she would pull me aside and make sure I'm okay. Like, if she knew I was having an anxiety attack, she knew that would come with pulling. So she'd have to pull me away and make sure I was okay. But, like, if she's, like, like, if she sees a gray hair, she'll want to pull it. And she'll tell me not to look because she thinks it'll trigger me. So like mm-hmm. anything that's they like pulling, she'll be like, okay, don't look at this. I don't want you to be triggered. And like, that's the best thing somebody can say. Cause like, they know how you feel. And the fact that they're telling you, don't look, I don't want this impacting you. Shows how much of a person they are.
1: It's so thoughtful. It, it's that extra step that makes you feel understood by her mm-hmm. and supported by her. And that's, that's so sweet. When you get those urges to pull, what are some things that you do to kind of lessen them? So what I do,
0: it depends where I am and like what I'm doing. But sometimes I'll message my friend from Chicago. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to have this urge. And like she'll talk me out of it. Calm me down. If I'm at work, my best friend, she'll make sure I'm okay. Like be like, hey, are you okay? Um, I Sometimes I write my feelings down, like how I'm feeling so that I can get that out of my head. And I just like, make sure my hands are always staying busy. Cause like, if I'm sitting still like, right now, if I wasn't recovering, I would be just doing like this. And I know you would know that too. Like I'm just sit there, play with my hair. Like that's something I would do. I would play with my hair until like, you get like that knot in your mm. hair. And then you just pull it. And that's always what I would do. And I'm like, I can't do that no more. So that was, like, one main thing I would I would do. But other than that, like, I would write stuff down, look at my tattoos because that's a big inspiration too since I've done that, and just talk to people. That's the main thing I needed because I had nobody to talk to. The support system is what really helped me because without that, I honestly don't think I could do it because you only can believe in yourself so much, but you need the extra push from other people. To help guide you into where you want to go in life.
1: I'm so happy. That's awesome that you were able to find that that support system and have like friends all over the world. Thank you. So you like having an accountability partner. That's true, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you like have conversations with them prior to asking them to be an accountability partner, or is it something they kind of just like naturally started doing
0: for you? It's something that like started doing.
1: Have you had moments where when you weren't in recovery, so prior to this two year and three months, which is, I just keep saying it. Cause that's so, <laughs> that's so awesome. prior to that, did you ever have moments where your friends were like, Hey, like I noticed you doing this and you're like, leave me alone. Or have you always been really good with like, okay, thank you for pointing it out. I won't do it. Cause me stop pulling. I'm like, okay, great. And I'd be like, I'm just not pulling in front of you anymore. I'll pull in the bathroom. Yeah. That's how I
0: was like, they'll be like, Oh, are you pulling? Cause, like they could like you could tell like if somebody's pulling so i'm like no no i'm not even though like because i i actually this is like my second time that year because i started october 10 2020 recovery i started a week earlier but i had a really bad mental breakdown and like i lost it and then people are like oh did you pull i'm like no but i did and i didn't want to like admit it because i didn't want to admit guilt but then people are like, come on, let's be honest here. And I'm like, Yeah. And then they're like, okay. So I'm like, I'll try again later. Like, I didn't think it would like i would be like later isn't like when I feel ready, I'm gonna do it. and they're like, No, we're gonna do this right now. It's Aww. like okay. And then there yeah. we are.
1: <laughs> Truly, congratulations. That's
0: thank you. That's a
1: really long time. And every day is like a victory. What are some things that you do for self care? When I'm not like
0: busy with life. I like to usually like listen to music to wind myself down, baths like bubble bath, treating myself like going out, like seeing movies, hanging out with friends, like just like getting my mind off the stress of life. Because if I'm like around people and like my mind is calm and cleansed or tranquil, you won't think about like having urges to like relapse or pull or anything. You have to have, like, that mindset, which is really hard to do because you have to train yourself to want it. Because, like, you could say you want to not pull and want to be pull-free, but you have to work your mind at it because it's not going to be, like, oh, it's instant. You got to physically take your time, and you have to make sure you're ready for it because some people say they're ready and they're not ready. And you just got to make sure your mind is clear and concise because you want to make sure you're all ready for it and make sure that nothing stands in the way of it
1: what advice would you give someone who wants to be more open about trick on social media
0: the advice i would give somebody is you only live once just do it you can be hiding in the shadows saying oh i don't know if i'm ready for this or i don't know if i suffer if i don't know if i want to come out and like talk about it but You're not going to know unless you actually put yourself out there. Like, for example, I didn't know people had tricks until I put myself out there for it. And ever since then, I've had so many people come up and be like, you're so brave for doing this. I wish I could do this, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready to tell people. And it's okay if you're not ready to tell people. As long as you know to yourself that you you want help and you want to better yourself. That's all that matters. You if you do everything at your own pace, you can't force somebody to come out with something they don't want to. It's kind of like recovering, like a diff, like any other sense, like alcoholism. Like somebody, you could say that oh, they're not an alcoholic. I'm not a hair puller, but you don't want to. You want to admit it, but like you don't want to be forced to. You want to do it on your own terms. And some people are like, oh, I'm going to do this. Some people, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, nobody, nobody can force you to do it, but only when you're ready. So it's when you feel the right time is, but if you need to do it, if you want to do it, that's great. If you don't want to do it, that's okay too. Just know that you got people in your corner there that will always help you when you're ready to admit it or when you're not.
1: What advice would you give someone who is ready to start their you know accountability journey? Like they want to start counting those days. They want to get those numbers. Like, yeah.
0: I actually get this question a lot in my Instagram, mes- in my uh, Instagram messages. So it's a lot. Like I tell everybody how you want to do it. Like, cause some people want to follow like how I did it, but I had to gradually go into it. Like, cause I did this stuff like cold Turkey and that's really hard to do. So I tell everybody the one major thing is know that you have it. Cause some people are like, Oh, I have it, but I really don't. And I hate when people say, Oh, I, Have anxiety, but they actually don't show symptoms of it, and they just say it because they don't want to do something. Like some people, like like oh, I want to pull my hair out because I'm stressed out. We do that on a daily basis, so that's like an insult to us. But like if they want to be account, like if they want to recover from it, I tell them the one important thing is get a support system. That's the main important thing because you can't do this on your own. It's a very difficult task and. There's no way you can do it on your own. You need people in your support group. Like I have my support group in person, online, and I have people messaging me saying, oh, I don't have that support group. So I go out there and I'll be like, I'll be that support group. I'm, I'll am i help you. I'll be here for you in case you need it, in case you want to talk, if you want to rec- start recovery. Because every, somebody, everybody needs somebody in their life, no matter how big or small the problem is. You always need somebody there to help back you up and be on your side and be there for you. Other than that, I tell them I do the Instagram and the TikTok to document the life. But some people are not comfortable with all that putting themselves out there. So like that part I just say is comfortable if they want to do it. But like other than that, count counters like the I am sober app. Use um there's many different apps people can use. People can just, like, write down the days. They can write down, like, the positives and negatives. They can read books, like your book, for example. Like, that would help a lot. I've actually recommended your book to a few people, too, and a lot of people have looked into it. Thank
1: you. Thank yeah. you so much. That's so <laughs> kind. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> don't be afraid to admit you have this. Like, we're all afraid at one point to say that we don't, we don't have trigger. or we don't want to, like, come out and be like, Oh, I don't have that, or I don't think I have that. Just be open, be honest with yourself. Because the more you like pull your hair or pull, rip your skin or whatever, you're gonna eat yourself alive doing that. If you're open and true to yourself, then you don't have to worry about the little minor things. You can worry about the bigger things, and just make sure, know that always you got somebody always in your corner, no matter if it's family, friends, coworkers random people on the internet anybody like you know you can message somebody and you know that somebody will be always there for you and like if anybody messages my instagram or my TikTok, they know i'm always there for them i always message them they're like i have a polling spree i'll check on them make sure they're doing okay like if they have any if they need help and i just tell them that i'm there for you because they never had that growing up so i want to make sure other people have that in their life too because you always need somebody to lean on no matter how big or small it is